0: Next,
1: on the 5 o'clock report.
2: I have my mind made up. Stuck up on like milk bread. Just not used to the cold.
1: It is a grim milestone. There's a lot of snow. We knew we were probably going to get a bad one, and we did.
3: It's amazing to see how well the community comes together to support an officer.
1: They thought we were crazy. Every year I ask God, give me 20 more years, Lord.
0: Now, let's go to the newsroom.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. Iowa voters will brave cold temperatures as they head out to the first in the nation caucuses tonight. It's time to vote.
4: When you walk in there, do you already have your mind made up or are you someone who could be swayed?
2: No, I have my mind made up, yes. And I did it early on and I looked at all the candidates. Not everyone has done their research. I'm still trying to decide which candidate I like the best out of the ones that we have.
0: I'm struggling with that a little bit. I was actually made my decision. Last
2: night, Donald Trump has a nearly thirty-point lead. Nikki Haley sitting at about twenty percent of the GOP vote. Ron DeSantis sixteen percent.
3: A strong second place showing from Haley or DeSantis changes the narrative, and then you know Haley has a good shot of winning New Hampshire. That's not out of the question.
2: Seventy-two percent of the GOP vote in Iowa comes from evangelical Christians. Pastor Robert Jeffress thinks evangelicals will be key to Donald Trump's success in twenty twenty-four left absolutely hates the idea of evangelical Christians being involved in politics. Yeah. But you know, when Jesus told
4: us to be salt, he meant we're to be a preservative in society. Our faith doesn't just impact what we do for one hour on Sunday morning. It impacts every area of our life, including
2: the people we select for public office. Trump won 84% of the overall evangelical vote in 2020. Caucuses start at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. in Iowa. President Joe Biden joined El Sharpton on his radio show today to talk about his re-election bid. Biden said his main motivation to run again was Donald Trump back in the race. 142 million of us are under wind chill warnings in the U.S., New York and Pennsylvania on the list. It's going to be 16 degrees tonight without the winds. Our high on Wednesday, 18. On Saturday, Kevin Williams calling for 15 degrees. The Arctic came south. I did stock up on like milk, bread, the usuals. That bitter cold cuts right through the center of the country it's 13 degrees and snowing right now in memphis tennessee i think with memphis in general sometimes it's hard to prepare we're just not used to the cold sometimes Airlines have scrapped 2,500 flights. 6,000 have been delayed today. A 100 daily records nationwide could be broken today alone. Kevin Williams has our forecast coming up in a few minutes. Poking the bear, another ship has been targeted by Houthi terrorists in the Red Sea. Here's CBS correspondent Cammy McCormick. A U.S.-owned container ship has been struck off Yemen in the Gulf of Aden. This follows another attack in which Yemen's Houthis fired an anti-ship cruise missile toward an American destroyer. The first attack since the U.S. and its allies launched retaliatory strikes on Yemen. This weekend marked 100 days of war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. Here's correspondent Charlie Dagada in Tel Aviv.
0: It is a grim milestone for everyone here. 24-hour vigils, demonstrations across Israel in remembrance of those victims of the massacre, fears over the fate of hostages still missing, and the ongoing tragedy of of the soaring death toll inside Gaza
2: itself. The death toll in Gaza from this war is now over 24,000. 85% of Palestinians in Gaza have been displaced by the fighting. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders says the destruction of Gaza is worse than what happened to many European cities during World War II.
1: If I use the word Dresden, Germany to you, you think about the horrific destruction. What is going on in Gaza now is worse than what took place in Dresden.
2: The White House wants Israel to lower the intensity of its bombing campaign. The war started on October 7th when Hamas terrorists invaded Israel and killed more than 1,200 civilians while taking hostage nearly 250 others. 136 innocent Israelis are still being held hostage today. Two U.S. Navy SEALs remain missing for a fourth day. The two SEALs went missing Thursday after falling into the water during a raid of a small ship off the coast of Somalia. All is good at the White House this afternoon after a fake 911 call sent emergency crews there this morning. The caller claimed the White House was on fire. Within five minutes, crews knew that nothing was wrong. Also in Washington, congressional leaders have unveiled a short-term spending bill to avoid a partial government shutdown. Here, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer
3: I'm announcing that I will put on the floor of the Senate legislation this Tuesday the government open
2: The measure funds the government through the beginning of March. And today we celebrate the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Martin
4: Luther King III laid a wreath at his father's memorial on the day of his birthday. In honor of the memory of King. On this national holiday, everyone is encouraged to give back and volunteer. President Biden visited Philadelphia, where he helped support people who are food insecure. At the University of South Carolina, more than 160 students volunteered for service activities.
1: So we're just going around this area right here and picking up trash and anything else to just clean up the community.
2: Honoring the King legacy. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, shoveling out your seat at the Buffalo Bills game, the miracle in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and teacher pay. Those stories in the news after Kevin Williams with weather. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.
3: We're anticipating another round of winter weather as low pressure moves up the midlandic Coast. Brings our region some light snow. Overnight tonight into tomorrow, more Arctic air and lake effect in its week. The call for tonight? Well, skies will be clouding up and some snow will return and that snow will continue into tomorrow. Heaviest amounts could reach half a foot in the Poconos. Generally, it's an inch or two. Low temps to 19s and low 20s. Temperatures change little tomorrow. And lake effect snows fire up again late tomorrow tomorrow night into Wednesday in the Belts to the east of the lakes. Otherwise, variable clouds and flurries with mixed sun on Wednesday. I temps, upper jeans to the middle 20s.
2: Thank you, Kevin. Let's talk a little more about that snow. The Bills-Steelers game was rescheduled and kicked off at 4.30 this afternoon because blizzard-like conditions delayed the game in the Queen City on Sunday. But Bills fans were undeterred. They headed out in droves this afternoon. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says they were able to get the parking lots plowed around the stadium, but the stands not so much. Fans were posting on social media they had to clear snow with their hands some of them got shovels from gas services and even used cardboard that they brought with just so they could sit down. We have up until you know the fans start coming in the stadium later in the afternoon. If it was a morning game, it would be a little tougher, but a 4.30 game gives us that time. Again, the weather is not going to be perfect. It will not be a sunny, warm day with no snow, but it's nothing we can't deal with. And so uh, I feel very confident making it work. Meanwhile, a travel ban has been lifted in Erie County after those blizzard-like conditions pummeled the Queen City for much of the weekend. There's a
1: lot of snow. I mean, there's at least two feet that's fallen in some areas, and uh, it came fast and ferocious.
2: Here's Erie County Executive Mark Polonkars.
1: This is Buffalo. This is Erie County. We get lake effect snow. We knew we were probably going to get a bad one, and we did.
2: Rain will be the issue, not snow, in Florida tonight when the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That game is set for 8-15, also on ABC and ESPN. The Buffalo top shooting case will be the first U.S. Justice Department's death penalty case under Attorney General Merrick Garland. So far under Garland's watch, under a president who vowed to abolish the death penalty, the Justice Department had taken on no new death penalty cases. In fact, Garland had issued a moratorium to halt federal executions. That changed on Friday as federal prosecutors said they would seek capital punishment for the white supremacist who killed 10 black people at the Buffalo supermarket. There's a miracle going on in eastern Pennsylvania this week after a detective was shot in the line of duty in Scranton, PA, last Thursday. One by one, business after business, has been collecting donations or donations donating cash from meals to pay for Detective Gil Martin's medical bills. First, Cooper's Seafood House in Scranton told WNEP they sold king crab legs and gave half the cost of every dinner to the officer's family.
1: We just heard about the awful tragedy
2: and want to support him in any way we can. Zumo's Cafe in Scranton donated 10% of all of its proceeds and matched the amount donated to help the officer. And then Pandarellis in Dunmore hosted Pancakes for Police.
3: We thought that there would definitely be a crowd, but not nearly as much as we had. It's amazing to see how well the community comes together to support an officer and his family, especially in a
2: time of need. They raised $2,000 in a single morning. Gil Martin in critical condition at guy Geisinger's. In addition to all of that, the Fraternal Order of Police posted a GoFundMe page that, as of this afternoon, has raised $151,000 for the Gil Martin family. Time next for our Family Life feature, Issues and Education This week, our own Bob Price sat down with Dr. Ralph Kerr of the Teaching and Learning Institute to talk about the issues in public schools in New York and Pennsylvania. Let's listen in.
0: Let's dig right in. Governor Hochul's plan to improve reading proficiency in New York. That was a big topic during last week's State of the State address. What does the governor plan to do here when it comes to reading comprehension, Ralph? And do you support it?
1: Well, if it wasn't so serious, it would be really funny that she called for teachers going back to basics and follow the science of reading uh, that seems pretty simple, and I I wonder what we've been doing. But she's really calling for basic things like phonics and decoding and vocabulary and comprehension uh, development of students, and that is critically important. I do support the initiative. I'm also aware of the fact that there are other factors that fall into this whole thing. I mean, attendance has dropped off in schools, and I'm hoping that this uh, new emphasis by the governor and others will get us where we need to be on this particular topic. All
0: right, let's head to Pennsylvania. Now, Ralph, there was a commission studying how the state doles out money for public education, and it uh, concluded last week that the state is shortchanging districts to the tune of five point four billion with a B dollars. Why is it, Ralph? There never seems to be enough money for public education.
1: Well, this is very similar to a situation that happened in New York a few years ago, where people were saying that schools had been shortchanged. The problem- problem with it, Bob, is that pretty much all districts are facing a decline in students, and yet their costs are increasing. Some really unjustly, in my mind. There are places where they have administrators, for instance, that are assistant to the assistant to the assistant, <laughs> just driving the costs endlessly. I want to give you an opportunity
0: to talk about some of the issues that you think will be news front and center
1: in the classroom in New York and oh. Pennsylvania this year. There's got to be some rethinking of the measurement of student success graduation requirements is what i'm really talking about the other one and it's much more encompassing is the whole issue of finance that we talked about briefly i believe that teachers' salaries should be dramatically increased right now a person gets a four year degree and goes into a classroom and may be paid to start $33,000. You yeah. can work at McDonald's for $20 an hour mm-hmm. and make that kind of money.
2: That's Dr. Ralph Kerr with the Teaching and Learning Institute. We have this entire feature on a podcast. You can listen to it later by going to familylife.org slash newspodcasts. <laughs>
4: I'm Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. Fewer than a quarter of folks in the average church congregation tithe. It seems the wealthier we become, the less we give back to God. Most people say they'd like to tithe, but can't. Sometimes this is true, but too often they simply fear that they won't have enough. It's a form of spiritual bondage that prevents us from giving more. We don't trust God to provide. Our will is supposed to be aligned with God's, not opposed to it, yet we often make decisions that prevent us from giving more. In spiritual bondage, we let our fears dictate how much we'll give to God's kingdom. If you're struggling with fear, in earnest prayer, ask God to conform your will to His. He'll give you clear direction on how much to give. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com.
2: Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, every time you walk in the door, your meal is free. It's happening at a restaurant in Alabama. We'll tell you how after weather with Kevin Williams.
3: On the weather map, we find winter weather, snow and ice to the Gulf Coast, temperatures well below zero in the heartland. We're anticipating another round of winter weather as low pressure moves up the Mid-Atlantic Coast, brings our region some light snow. Overnight tonight into tomorrow, more Arctic air and lake effect in its wake. The gulf for tonight, well, skies will be clouding up and some snow will return and that snow will continue into tomorrow. Heaviest amounts could reach half a foot in the Poconos. Generally, it's an inch or two. Low temps to 19s and low 20s. Temperatures change little tomorrow. And lake effect snows fire up. Again late tomorrow tomorrow night into Wednesday in the belts to the east of the lakes. Otherwise, variable clouds and flurries with mixed sun on Wednesday, high temps, upper teens to the middle twenties.
2: Thank you, Kevin. Finally at five, there's a restaurant in Alabama that's donating to the hungry every meal. At Drexel and Honeybees, there are no menus, no prices, and not a single dollar changing hands. It's because the entire restaurant was funded by a husband and wife team, Lisa McMillan and her husband Freddie, and half their retirement fund. Their heart is to feed the hungry with meals made from scratch.
1: So when you first told your friends and family about this, they thought we were
2: crazy. People were telling us, well, how, you gonna, how y'all gonna open up a restaurant and people don't pay when the ones that charge the people going out of business. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 11 to 1 p.m., they feed people in the town of Bruton, Alabama. Some come in and drop money in a can and others pull up a chair with nothing to give. Both are okay. 17% of the town is food insecure. Volunteers come in from all over the country, Indiana, Maine, to help serve the meals. Lisa says she does it because she was in the same position in the past.
1: I was pregnant and uh, no food. When somebody was barbecuing and um, I smelled it and I just started crying because I, I I didn't have anything to eat. And I just went, I don't want anybody to go through that.
2: When you walk in the door, there's not an inch of wall that doesn't have a Bible verse written on it. Lisa bringing food for their gut and God for their heart.
1: Every year I ask God, give me 20 more years, Lord. 20 more? 20 more years, that's right, 20 more years. These doors will never close.
2: Feeding the need at Drexel and Honeybees in Bruton, Alabama. And that is the world that we live in for Monday, the 15th of January. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.